You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Good morning, everyone. Here we are on another episode of our series, For Better or For Worse, on the Royal Access Podcast, where we talk all things marriage this entire season. The joys, the highs, the low, we're going raw and real, just like, you know, a Christian big brother or sister just helping you navigate through through their through person's personal experiences of this journey called life. So I'm back. It's me, Joy McKinney, one of the guest co-hosts this year, coming to you with two amazing individuals. It's quite quite a treat for me to introduce to you Dwayne Stewart and Dr. Latasia Stewart, a couple that I've been familiar with for some time and I've followed and admired from afar throughout my journey in life. They have been married for 21 years. Did you hear that? 21 years. So Dr. Latasia Stort, aka Dr. Taz, is a Christian mom of three young children, might I add talented, who is passionate about supporting women and couples experiencing infertility and miscarriage. From her very own personal journey, Dr. Taz has learned how to maximize her faith during challenging life seasons and use her faith in God to build hope and bring joy while helping those she meets experience peace. Dr. Taz loves the beach and being on the ocean. She is gluten-free and has a guilty sweet tooth for all things guava, pineapple, or coconut. Just adding it in there in case you happen to meet her and want to bring along a sweet treat. Dr. Taz is a wife, a mom, a speaker, an author. You'll hear a little bit more about that. A university dean, consultant, children's ministries leader, and mentor to young business leaders. Despite wearing so many hats, her passion is to serve God with all her heart through her service to others. She has island roots from the Bahamas and currently resides in Central Florida with her husband, Dwayne Stewart, and kids. Dr. Taz, Dr. Taz's personal mission is to build hope and bring joy. So Dr. Taz, after that mouthful of a bio for you, will you give us, give us, give us some juice? about your, your husband, about Doc, about Phil, I must be prophetic, Dwayne Stewart. <laughs> My Dwayne, uh, yeah, 21 years. Well, when you said that number out loud, I was like, wait a second, now that's a long time. <laughs> but um, Dwayne is my best friend uh, and he has been in the profession of pharmacy for the past, what is it doing now? Uh, 12 years. 12 years. 12 years. One of our local hospitals here. But prior to that, he was actually in the field of architecture. So graduate of Florida International University and formerly the College of the Bahamas. Uh, He got his architectural degrees, but that was all prior to the big bubble that burst in Mm. in 2007, which was around the time we moved in Central Florida from South Florida area. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you. So we are, I will, forgive me, let me say a quick prayer and then we're going to jump right into the good stuff for our listening audience. Heavenly Father, you are such a good God. God, we thank you for how you just orchestrated even this meeting together of um, young people to just share, share testimonies of your goodness in their lives, your goodness in my life, and to just bring hope and joy. Father, through this um, interview, I just pray that you would just bless our hearts, bless those that are listening. Lord, you know exactly who needs to hear this and who this will reach. We pray that you would um, just work on their hearts, work on our hearts as we speak, and will you give us a special unction of your Holy Spirit? Just rest and abide with us this morning. We thank you, dear Father, in your dear sense, name I pray. Amen. So everybody wants to know, Everybody loves a, a good love story. Would you mind telling us how did you meet? And you can intertwine in there. How did you know that you were meant to be together? Whoever wants to go first, not both at the same time. Well, um, we met at Bahamas Academy. I was on 12th grade, um, I would say second semester, I think around. Okay. Uh, Latazi had a friend named Tanil. Tanil kind of 
you know, she she came to me and said, hey, I have a friend who was, would like to meet you. And I said, oh, um, <laughs> I'm going to listen to that story. But she nearly introduced her somehow. Yes. Yeah, right. Somehow. Okay. I was in the 12th grade getting ready to graduate so I was, I was more just focused on just getting out of school I hate mm-hmm. I, I hate school. just was trying to get out but you know we we, 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 we we talked and we just we just were friends we just okay okay friends and mm-hmm. And then um, afterwards, you know, just continued to keep in touch after I, I graduated. We just kept in touch and we would talk and on the phone and just. Yeah, we talk a lot on the phone. Just, you know. And then it blossomed. It <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Let, let me hear um, Taz's side. Was it, was it really like that, Dr. Taz? But somewhat, somewhat like that. I did have a busy body. Um, best friend in high school and her name is Tanil. So if she hears this, I'm quite sure she loves it. She likes to take credit for our relationship. She loves to do that. And so we give her that spotlight. But um, what had happened was that she and another best friend of ours, they both had boyfriends in the operate. Okay. And she was like, oh, we need to get you hooked up with somebody. You know, what you think of this guy? I was like, you know, I wasn't really all that interested, but I was like, oh yeah, whatever. And I remember looking, um, looking at him through a classroom window when she pointed him out she was like you know that's him down there that's that's him <laughs> and she went ahead and started those conversations with him and kind of got us okay. to talk okay so mm-hmm. high school friendship and then it blossomed yeah, yeah. and the thing is i went i can't even remember seeing latazia yeah throughout then. high school i, I can't you had scales on your eyes <laughs> and I, I, I him. Yeah, so like we yeah, went to school we just, and we didn't know each other. All right, all right. High school, yeah. All right, I've heard stories like that. I think mine is a bit similar, but it's not about me today. How did you know that you you were you were eventually meant to be together? Like, give me a a little bit of that. Um, high school swirled yeah, into. I think over time we okay. just. You know, the conversation of the conversations we had, it was a lot of phone conversations we had. Okay, okay. And we both went to, um, we were both at the College of the Bahamas at the same time. Okay. So he two years ahead of me. And uh, then when I went to COB, he was already there. And okay. the, the friendship just blossomed mm-hmm. into the next level of our relationship. And then okay. we came Proximity back. Proximity to yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And then it was proximity for a while, and then it was a long distance relationship for a very long time. Okay. Tell me a bit about that time. Like, what what time? What period of time? Yeah. So about? he moved. He moved back to Freeport because that's where he's originally from. Ah. I moved to Maryland to go to school. Okay. And he was in Freeport working, and I was in Maryland, and we were just apart for a long time. But the phone conversations, the phone cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we now, well, now we have now we have all these things. What's up? And you know, phone bill. It's not an issue. But back then, we were dealing with the phone cards, and like he would put money on the the BTC. The well, it was Patelco back then. The Patelco phone card, and I've used that to call home so that we could have our phone conversations. And we did email, and okay. so. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, I, I, I definitely. I, know. I feel that kind of old mission and some of the stuff. But yeah, it was, and so I'm very familiar with that era. Yeah, but it, it just it just continued to evolve, and truly, we became we became best friends. Good, yeah. good stuff. I love it. So, another one of the questions we wanted to ask today was: What did you believe was the purpose of marriage before getting married? And for you, for any of you, did that evolve over time? Um, yeah, you know, say purpose. Maybe it was, you know, companionship. You find someone that you that you love and you want to spend the rest of your life with. And for us, it was just, you know, we were just so kind of, you know, fit like a like a hand in glove, or you know, just, just fit. And. Oh. It was just natural, you know, it's just like, okay, okay, now what's the next step? You know, okay, let's 
just for figuring mm-hmm. out our life together. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, I think what's um unique about I don't I don't know if it's unique, but I mean a lot of my friends met their um significant other later in life. But for <laughs> us mm-hmm. having you know seen each other and grown up mm-hmm. together, we kind of knew a lot about each other. Mm-hmm. So it made yeah. it kind of I don't know if to say ease. I don't know if to say it's easier, but because yeah. we we did have our stuff <laughs> to deal mm-hmm. with. But right. it, it it allowed for us to have a different, another level of comfort with each other yeah. that I think helped with our relationship and the foundation, especially the friendship part of it. Okay. And I guess you telling me that you did, you know, get married pretty early or earlier than your, some, some of your peers. What is that? Is there one thing you wish, just one you can share with us that you knew before you had gotten married? One thing, anything. One thing that I wish I knew before, how much work it is. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Marriage is work. It requires um, an investment of time in Mm -hmm. each other. I mean, and granted folks will say, well, y'all know each other, whatever. You know, they say, you want to know me, come live with me. (laughs) So really it was, you know, getting to know each other, you know, quirks and differences and what they like, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I came to find out he's, he likes to spend more than I do, but he cleans more than I do. Right. <laughs> you know? um, so learning our differences was something that I think um, I wish I knew. The leaving part. Yeah, yeah. 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 About the, the, how that, that happens and that, right. and the need to be patient with us. I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, how much patience, um, you know, is acquired in marriage earlier on. And they used to talk about, I remember when we did our premarital counseling, um, our minister talk about agape love, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of think you know what that is, right? Where you put the, put the other person's needs and desires ahead of yours. Mm-hmm. But I think I didn't truly understand that concept until we became married because there were those moments where I would maybe do something or something and he'd be like, well, you're pretty selfish now. And then I'd be like, huh? what you talking about? You know, I'm doing this for us, but really it was, you know, <laughs> I can identify. I thought I was a very kind yeah. person before I got married. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. <laughs> but, yeah, so those things are things I, I wish I learned a little bit more um, before, especially the agape piece. I think the agape love piece is really huge um, to, to learn a little more about before stepping into a relationship, you know, a long-term relationship. Okay. And for those of you that don't know, or I'm not sure if I said it, but Dr. when I said that Dr. Taz was, a, was an author, she's recently, well, she still is, I think, on book tour for her new book, Faith in Fertility. And if you didn't get that when I was reading the bio, um, that speaks a lot to their, her journey of um, over, going through the process of infertility and faith, rather, her faith journey um, through it all. And... Um, I wanted to ask Dwayne, because it was something that I actually saw on Facebook recently. <clears throat> you get, I don't know if I'm going ahead, getting ahead of myself, but I'll just go ahead and, and, and ask the question. I saw a Facebook review of, of, or rather I saw Dwayne giving a Facebook live, like I saw his face and he was talking, <laughs> giving a review of his wife's book. And for those of you that don't know Dwayne, or if you know Dwayne, you may think, you know, he's more of the reserved type. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, I was glued. I was like, what? What is, what, what is Dwayne about to say? So my question to you, Dwayne, was, you know, what, what prompted you to do that or, 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 you know, to share on Facebook? I, I thought you were the, you know, reserved guy. And I mean, was the book that good? Like, what, what was it? I can't. <laughs> No, it was literally not good. But you know, like I said in, in the in the review, um, you know, I was really impressed. I didn't get to read the book. I didn't read anything before she wrote it. You know, I, was, I she 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 gave me the 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 layout of it. She told me yeah. to read it. But it was just lazy, and I was like, oh. yeah, I know. <laughs> I read the book. And I was like, wow, this is actually pretty good. And I wasn't mm-hmm. sure that I was just being biased about it. So, you know, I, and I'm showing support for my wife too. You know, she, she went ahead and she did this thing and she, it was something that was a burden on her for, you know, she, she, she didn't want people to know. And gotcha. now that she's opening up and she's, 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 she, you know, she wrote a book, a whole book about uh-huh. it. I just wanted to show my support. And I, I think that's the one thing when 
in the marriage, you always want to, you know, sh- show support, you know, you want to for the person, for your, for your person, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. So I was just being, you know, speaking my, my truth about it and being trying to, you know, I love it. I love it. I about the, you know, Joy, so back to that agape piece, to me, that was true <laughs> evidence of agape because for anybody who knows, like you say, Dwayne. Yeah. Like even this podcast, right? Okay. Yes. Dwayne is not the person that's going to be speaking and, and definitely not on no video. Okay. So, yeah, for, for me, for me, it was it was a small thing because Taz was out there. She was doing oh. all the blitz. She's on oh. a blitz. <laughs> for me to, to do that, that was like one thing, and she's done a thousand things. So. And trust me, that <laughs> little thing was huge. Because <laughs> literally, I think more people were just, um, and you saw the reactions on Facebook. Everybody yeah. was on that's like John for all, like, wait a minute, I scroll and I see Dwayne face, like what? Like, that's not that. <laughs> like, um, and so that, I mean, at, while he may say that was a little thing for him to do, to yeah. me, that was a pretty big deal because it's totally out of character for him to do um, yeah. you know, something on video. And, you know, it's funny, before, while I was writing the book, Right, mm-hmm. uh, I say, boy. We said, boy, wouldn't this be some of this be a bestseller, right? Mm-hmm. And, he said, and he made the comment, you know, everybody is saying their book is a bestseller, <laughs> and yet, so when I watched the video, when I went on Facebook and saw the video, because he didn't tell me it was on there, okay, and he talks about this is a bestseller. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, good stuff good stuff yeah that, that was that was that was pretty impressive but you know the part about him mentioning how didn't want to tell anybody I was just jumping on that but no let yeah. me let you talk I'll let you talk yeah. <laughs> you know when we were going through the struggles with infertility mm-hmm. I remember when sometimes he would be on the phone with his brother okay. right and I would be, you know, trying to listen sometimes, like, I wonder if he's saying anything. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, you know, I remember when we did become pregnant, I'd be like, you ain't saying under your brother Javon, right? You didn't, you, 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 you don't under him. Like, I literally mm-hmm. was in myself. And I don't know, I, you know, it was just such a, a season in our marriage where it was something we both wanted so badly and it okay. wasn't happening. And I wanted for him, you know, I talk about this in my book. I want him to be a part of the daddy club, you know, his brothers, yes. his, his, his cousins were, and we were the only ones who were married. We were the, one of the first, who were the first? We were the first, first. Yeah, we, we were the first to get married, married. Uh, uh, between his, cu- yeah, in his. In and his, how long, share with our listening house. audience how long the wait was. It was, um, we were married over, t- and I can tell you, I can, we were well over married over 10 years. Okay. We took a break from trying right around our 10th anniversary, which he prompted us. He was like, you know, babes, you know, let's, let's just, you know, let's just take a break. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's take a trip. Let's enjoy, you know, our trip. And I'm so glad that we did. Um, yeah. That, that leads me. So happy for us. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That leads me to my next question um, to Dwayne, because talking about how, you know, um, the secrecy and whatever for her, you know, she shares in her book that she suffered in silence for quite some time. Um, Did you, was that something that you too kept from your family as well? Or how was it for you? And even hearing her now share that um, after the 10th year mark, you said, you know what, babes, let's take a break from this. Like, what was that doing I know I'm asking a few questions in one, but it's almost like, what was that doing to you as a, as a male watching your loved one, your wife, um, wanting this thing um, so bad, even you, you know, like some of the emotions probably that you were going through that prompted you to say, you know, babe, let's take a break. So that's, that's, that's one of the questions. And the second question was, you know, did you keep it from your family as well? Um. I think you know my brother knew. I think I think okay. I can't I can't remember telling him, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably knew. Okay. They were fish. They were yeah. fishing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, and that's why I was so I, more I, I can't remember it, it ever even coming up. But I'm, I'm pretty sure my brother knew because 
I tell okay. him everything. He tells me everything, you know. So, okay. You know, but you know, for so me, you did for, me a... for me, for uh, me, I I I, 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 really, I really don't remember even telling, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. But, um, for me, for me, it was it's always been, you know, it's always been. I I, I always knew we were gonna get we were gonna, we were gonna get pregnant. Okay. I always knew we were gonna get kids. You know, um, I'm the, I'm the type of person like I tell I tell Taz I'm a C I'm, I'm a C student. I've always been a C student, so I always, <laughs> you know, I always know you got to work hard for stuff. You know, I always had to work harder than, than most people. Okay. And, you know, nothing ever came easy, so I always knew, look, look, just got to keep trying. Just got to keep trying. You're going to pass. Right. You're going to get through this, right? But, um, you know, it was just, it's just a matter of time. And, and um, and you know, it's, but Taz, you know, it was, it was a lot for her because she's, I think she's a, she's a, I don't know what they call it. She's an A student. A student. So, you know, even a capital A. You're putting a lot of energy and she's determined to get this thing yeah. done and it's just not happening. And she really can't deal with failure. So I was like, hey, yeah, Taz, was... hey, you guys got to hang in there. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I just never doubted that it was going to happen. It's just, mm-hmm. that's a lot of time, you know? So it was just for her. I know it was a lot of energy. It was a lot because it wasn't happening. And you know, she, you know, and she was emotional. So, you know, just trying to be support and encouragement as we, as we go along, even if it didn't happen. Right. 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 We had a good life. We, we took, we traveled, we took trips to Europe and yeah. all over. And we, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, we can adopt, you know, eventually, you know, so, you Definitely. know, I, I was, I was okay. Eat, eat away, you know, so. Right. It was, I have to say, um, one of the things I really appreciate about my husband was mm-hmm. just him, you know, and I, I questioned, questioned whether he really, you know, believed or just was being nonchalant about it. Because again, he's a very like, you know, low-key, nonchalant, easygoing mm-hmm. Guy, mm-hmm. right? And so when he would be like, oh, it's gonna happen, babes, it's gonna happen. Like he, he, I mean, you hear me talk about that through my book. Like he was just this constant like support, like, don't worry about it, baby. I know this, you know, the IVF didn't work this time, you know, but it's it's gonna happen, you know? Yeah. And it, it that also helped in bolstering my faith as well, you know, his, him being that rock there for me. And, you know, the thing is, I, I, I since coming out of my book, you know, I've had some several encounters with um, many women, which I am even more surprised to see how prevalent it is. And one of the challenges some of them share is, um, you know, some of their husbands too are nonchalant about it, but I, I kind of share with them, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't impact them or bother them in any way. You know, for a man who is um, not able to conceive with his wife, that too has a level of impact on them. And then to, you know, that, that belief and that faith that I think is truly has to be like the foundation in a relationship for a relationship to really thrive through, you know, difficult times, like for us, Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell you, I think if we did not have a relationship or at least a foundational relationship with God. I don't know, we may have made it through, you know, those years yeah. of trying as yeah. long because it, it was such a long time. And mm-hmm. then, like you said, for me, I was emotional. I was on a lot of hormones too. <laughs> you know, um, the fertility treatment side of, of, of trying to conceive is a lot on the body. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the, 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 the hormones that I was using during that time, I'm trying to conceive was um, that, that did pay, play a factor, but he was just, he was just a rock, always, always believing, always um, supportive. Um, and I'm just so grateful for having him as a best friend in my life, you know, especially during that season that we were going through. I'm happy to share that because I was going to ask him again, you know, um, you know, it's rare that we we get sometimes a lot of 
uh, okay, we, we know for a fact that women, we're, we're more talkers. And so because I have him on the show, that's why I've been asking him these questions, you know, for those guys listening out there that may not have, may not want to ask these questions, but are suffering in silence or going through the very same thing or watching their wives. It's like, how can I support my wife through this? And what I'm hearing you say in, 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 in not so many words, or what I'm hearing you say, Taz, how he helped was even just being there as a friend, you know, and talking you through. And, but I'm still going to ask you that question, Ray, you know, for, the, um, for other men listening out there in our audience, you know, how can they support their spouses that may be going through this? You know, women barely talk about it. So, you know, how, how, how do, how would you as a man help the man or tell him, you know, what is it that you can do to help your wife as she goes through this process? Well, a number of things. You just got to, first of all, you just got to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, you be there in every way. There's appointments to go to. You go to the appointments, you know, gotcha. talk to the doctors and, you know, just be that support. And, you know, you pray and, um, and it's just, just about being there, you know. Praying together. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Praying together. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think we, we underestimate the power of presence. Him just saying that, like, yeah, sometimes it's just just being there. So always, thank you. Always, always being positive, you know. And just, um, that's that was key to just to, yeah. You know. I mean, I mean, I really can't think of, and I know it's not the same for every couple, right? right. But going with me to my appointments, that was you know a priority, and Dwayne was there. Okay. Okay. And I know that was sacrifice on his time for things. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to be there, but he joined. I mean, I really, it's hard. I mean, I'm quite sure he probably missed a few, but from what I can think of, um, he was, he was right there, especially, um, you know, while we, while we did go through fertility treatment to try to conceive our kids after having tried naturally for a long time, um, we, we also had our, our fair share of losses, you know, right. and, um, that, that was also something that, um, watching him go through that with me, um, I don't want to, I don't know if to say the word was comforting, but he, he was there. The presence was there. And when I can remember the, cause I remember the first time that we, we had a pregnancy loss and it was our first, our first pregnancy. And we were so excited. In fact, it was right around the holiday season that we found out that we were having a boy and a girl. So it was supposed, that was supposed to be it. You know, um, we weren't going to be having any more children after that. And so when <clears throat> we had the loss, I was away and him coming to be there with me of course I, I was like I didn't want to I didn't want anybody you know I was with some work colleagues I just was like I want my husband and and I didn't even get to talk to him when you know things started happening um but they just told me that <laughs> in there sorry let me just put uh, in there those that don't know that's that's in her book I think chapter is called a cold a cold okay. day in January or a cold January very very very, very cold January yeah there you go <laughs> so sorry continue no, it's okay. That's chapter five. I tell, I kind of warn folks before when they read my book, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, you want to brace yourself for chapter five, like take a break before you go to chapter five or after chapter five, you're going to need a break. Because even <laughs> when I was going, when I was going through the writing process with my editors and we would do like the read throughs and everything, I would have to like, we need a few days afterwards. So it is, mm. it is a heavy chapter, but there's joy, you know, and yeah. then there's, there is joy to be spoken about. But yeah. one of the things that I think I took for granted while we were going through that process that I came to learn about after my book was published was where he actually was when he got the news that I was being taken mm. to the hospital. So when um, he had finished reading my book and you know he'd done that review on Facebook and we were just casually talking about it, he was like, you know, babes, I remember um, you know, when I got the call. And it was the first time, and again, this is over 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. It was the first time that I thought about 
Yeah, where 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 were you when you got the call that you know that I was being taken to the hospital? And he shared with me that he was in a pharmacy class, and wow. you know he he remember you know telling his professor, Mister Lee, was it Mister DM, Mister DM, Mister DM, um, who has since passed. Um, remember saying, Mister DM, I I have to go, and all I know is around that time was. I was in Ohio. My main office was in Maryland. They told me the people who were with me were like, the Maryland team is working on the flight. They're working on getting your husband here. Just, you know, be everything's going to be okay. And, and I don't know why, but I didn't even talk. I didn't talk to him. I didn't talk to him while on my way to the hospital. I didn't talk to him while I, while I was admitted. And knowing, you know, what he that call he got and, you know, how he was feeling, which he again now is now just sharing with me mm-hmm. after my book, it kind of reopened a level of, um, of the grief. But then I felt like I was maybe selfish because I didn't know what he dealt with and trying to get to me during that time. I was, I was just trying to, I was just trying to save our babies, but um, it just showed me that, despite even the time that has passed, even though I still, you know, think about our babies, he still he has, still, a, yeah, has, a, has, um, has a part of that experience in his life as well. You know, and that's mm-hmm. not in the book, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not in the book, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's he got, the- yeah, he got to me, he got to me, you know, he, he, he got to me. They got him, they got him to me the next day. Awesome, awesome. Um, so, so happy that, you know, he was able to get to you. And again, that the power of presence, you know? Yeah, oh, presence. And, you know, speaking of presence too, um, so I was in hospital, I think about two days before I actually did go into a full loan labor and they were like, they're coming. Um, okay. After I, I was, I was, I was awake and conscious for when our son was born. He was the first, our son DJ was born. Okay. Um, and I'm not exactly sure if it was just the trauma of everything that was happening or, or whether it was, um, or whether they sedated me. I talk about that in my book, but he saw the whole thing. Oh, he he was there for their delivery and um i remember when i woke up which was now mm-hmm. the next day yeah um, you know and i knew they were gone i was hoping that my daughter would have made it i didn't know what happened like i said i wasn't conscious when she was born mm-hmm. um he just told me that she was so beautiful oh mm. you know yeah you know? She was a beautiful, beautiful girl. And <laughs> I knew that he loved his daughter. I knew that he loved, mm-hmm. I knew he loved children because we were very excited for that season of our lives. But um yeah, we can't we can't we can't take for granted, you know, the experience that the male goes yeah. and yeah. Um, infertility and pregnancy loss. We just can't. That yeah. that is a very important um part of the the conversation that we need to be having which is why Mm -hmm. i'm out here which is why i'm out here talking about it yes 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 diligently in these streets diligently in these fertility streets (laughs) that's what i call in these fertility streets that's me now being 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 becoming comfortably uncomfortable if that's a term i can use yeah no that's that's exactly it that's exactly it I have become um, comfortable with being uncomfortable because that was, you know, again, prior to this year, most of my family, my friends did not even know my experience with infertility. And it was something I was embarrassed and shameful about. Um, I don't know, were you really shameful? I, Are you just? I, I was okay because you know it's a part. Yeah. It's a, people go through it, you know. So yeah, he was. I think he he was okay with what we were dealing with, but I wasn't. Like, yeah. so that's why I think because he felt he he responded so nonchalantly, and I was concerned whether he might actually say something to his brother, you know, and then his brother <laughs> say somebody something to somebody else, and then our secret be out there, you know. I'd always be cautious, like don't say nothing, but um, 
since my since since coming out with my um, story, I realized that there are so many others who are suffering in silence and mm-hmm. are embarrassed like I was, because I think, I don't know if it's a more, I, I would have to say it's a cultural thing. We've grown up with, you know, you don't let the left hand know what the right hand doing. Right, and, right. you know, we come from, most of us come from fa- families, you know, that have, you know, multiple kids, you know, we have lots of aunties and uncles and lots of cousins. So we see kids all around us. So when we encounter the situation where we're the ones not having children, um, it's like, okay, well, what's wrong with me? Right. Um, and I talk about this also in my book, how some, somebody even asked me one time, you know, is my husband shooting blanks? It's like, no, no, well, can no. Just be... and I think that and it's part of those things that we say sometimes unconsciously I don't think mm-hmm. you know necessarily have a bad intention when they when they say these things but it's those things that adds a level of shame of embarrassment when really this is just another medical condition that mm-hmm. you can get treatment for just like if you have a broken leg you can get right you know, you go and you get orthopedic treatment. It and really is. You. So yes, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why I think um, you know it's important for us to have that conversation. You know, um, when I have a question for you, for mm-hmm. somebody else that may be struggling still in silence, when did it like click for you that hey, you know what, this is something I need to share? Was it after the joy of? the the children that you now have was it in retrospect like when when was it or was it a seed that you had long time ago and it just you know it's like okay now is the time or when when was it for you that you were like you know what this story needs to be shared (laughs) so I'll share with you my daughter is 10 she just turned 10 this past weekend Um, yeah big milestone and you know we've since went on to have um, twin boys who are now seven nobody was ever supposed to know that I had fertility treatment to conceive them. Mm -hmm. I was never, ever um, desirous of sharing that. Um, While some people are aware of um, my initial pregnancy loss because I was visibly pregnant, um, that part of my life was supposed to be mine. So to your comment as to was there a seed that um, was planted within me, I think that seed really was God. He, he kept prodding on me, like, you. I remember one time I was nursing one of my kids and God was mm-hmm. like, you have to let other individuals who have walked through this journey know that there is hope oh, wow. for them as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, God, you gotta be crazy. <laughs> Not me, you know, right. I, I can't tell anybody about this. Um, and, you know, I can remember, I think there was one person who asked me um, whether I had used fertility treatment. In fact, I can remember specifically not the conversation because a lot of, you know, sometimes when you have twins, people just, um, the, the thing that people ask me, oh, twins right in your family. I think indirectly, most of them were trying <laughs> to ask if I use fertility treatment. Yeah, I'm trying to be true to God. I say, I can't lie, but twins do run in my family because on my left side, yes, I have, I had a set of uncles who were twins and on my mom's side, I would be like, oh yeah, I had uncles who were twins and my dad have another set of first cousins who were twins. And on my mommy's side, when we had a brother and a sister who were twins. So yes, twins do run in my family. So I had the perfect answer, right? That was your covering and your disobedience. It was the truth. But God was saying in the back of my head, and what else? Mm. What else? Right? right. And um, the person who asked me about the fertility treatment specifically, I remember she had recently lost a son. And she apparently had, which which is what she shared afterwards. Because when she, mm-hmm. she, I literally, I remember I rushed the car. I went through it. So I was like, yeah, but I have twins who run in my family. So, you know, that increased our odds of, you know, having twins. 
And she just like, oh, okay, you know, because I was curious because, you know, my husband and I were thinking, but he, you know, he had the um, procedure. And so I just was curious as to, you know, what the process was. And mm -hmm. I thought that I had the, and, and this is what bothered me because I had the opportunity now to like share more information with her and provide her more hope on the process and everything else. And yet I still held that onto myself in shame of, you know, mm, what yeah. and what if she tells somebody else, you know? And I, and I and then so that defining moment back to your original question, right, as to where, when or why did I actually do this? So last year around Mother's Day, which is also coincide with my birthday, mm -hmm. um, my sister-in-law lost her first baby. Oh, sorry, Anna. And then I had a work colleague who was pregnant and I came to find out just by chance, you know, come talking with another person, because she lives in another state, um, that she had another pregnancy loss. And I, you know, I while I was talking to the person who was telling me about it, it's like, oh, that's so, you know, I'm so sorry to hear that and everything else. And she was like, oh, it's okay, you know. And I remember the moment she said, it's okay. It was like, it was what was a trigger for me. Mm. Like, no, it's not I okay. Was like, it's not okay. Right, right. Up to that point, I hadn't called my sister-in-law. Mm. And here it was now another situation that was right in the same time. And everything just came like flooding on me. And God was like, so what are you doing to bring hope? Mm to those who are even this close to you. Wow. Okay. And I knew that I needed to finish because this is actually a book for, for most. Like, well, when did you find time to do this? You got these children, you work in and all this other stuff. <laughs> listen, <And> listen. <laughs> but it has been a project that I've been working on for over five years. But I just, again, out of the shame and embarrassment of like, God, if I, if I share this with people, what they can think about me and <laughs> Mm -hmm. all of that other stuff and last year god was like we done with that this is not about you okay yeah definitely speaking no. of the this is not about you mm -hmm. i've we've seen snippets of how the season of infertility have in ways affected you as individuals and your marriage and so and so now i just want to pivot to how how has I guess, even your union and your marriage impacted others even now with, you know, now with the coming out of sorts, you know, how, how, how has all of this trickled back to, to you two sometimes in your quiet moments, you know, how has this impacted others and your marriage? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, for us, um, you know, I, you know, I don't want to say it was a burden lifted, but I mean, he's always been, I think he's always had a comfort level with our experience. Um, and that's okay. If you feel, if, if that is it, a burden lifted, because when you talk about we're keeping this secret of sorts, but it's out, it's like, oh, it does, it's out. There's nothing else to... Yeah. To, to, to it's, keep. Funny, it's funny you should say that because I remember while I was doing my book tour there was one of the locations that I was at where when I was reading like they, they asked me to do a reading right it wasn't so much a signing and talking to people they wanted me to do a reading and I began reading one of my favorite chapters in the book which is entitled um, there's a title in there a chapter in there called my rainbow baby and I remember as I was reading it, there were some individuals that were there from one of my churches I grew up from. And on the next page, as I was reading, I looked on the next page, it started to talk about, you know, parts of my IVF experience. And in my head, as I'm reading the left side of the page, I'm looking over at the right side of the page talking about IVF and then through the corner of my eye I'm looking at these people that I grew up in church with and I'm saying I'm having a conversation in my head oh my god what are they gonna think now when they hear this part about the fertility treatment that I went through and it's like 
I was like, well, you know what? In my head again, I'm having this conversation in my head. Well, the book already out now on all these people's shelf and if Miles Monroe Diplomat said it down in the logos, they can find out one way or another. Just keep reading. Just keep right? reading. <laughs> and, so, and so I did, but um, Hilarious. it's like, I mean, they, I'll, I'll tell you, even though the book is out there, sometimes I think the enemy tries to mess with you and saying, oh, um, oh, you think now, because, you know, their story is out, you know, people are going to mm-hmm. still um, think certain ways. And there have been those moments. I, I did a women's retreat um, in Maryland with a church group. And mm-hmm. there was some, you know, individuals came to me afterwards, again, appreciative of whatever else. But I remember one person making a comment, you know, there was a lady at my table still asked me, well, why did she say she's waiting on God? Well, why she still didn't, why she didn't wait, wait on God? And I remember feeling that sting, like, oh, you know, there are people that still think, you know, this probably was not the right path for me to take. And thank you for sharing that, which, you know, I, I don't have no words for that. But I like how earlier in the conversation where you reminded us that, hey, this is another medical diagnosis, just like if you have a broken leg, where are you going to go? Gonna, let's, just, let's just sit. We're waiting on God. Yeah, to, to, we're to, waiting on God to like, fix yeah, faith don't, and the thing is, faith don't work like that. Faith doesn't work like that. Faith requires us to move. And in my book, I talk a lot about my experience with faith and, our, and my relationship with God, because I want people to realize that not because you have a relationship with God or because you have faith means that you're not going to encounter challenges and or that you're going to think that, oh, well, God is going to just fix it all. Or you're going to feel like God got it all and it's okay. There were moments where I, and I have a whole chapter on this, like, God, did you forget me? <laughs> you know? Um, and then there are moments where it's like, Lord, I know you could do this. Like, this is, this is nothing for you to do. And even still, the miracle of life, fertility treatment is not a guarantee that you're actually going to conceive. It still requires the power of the living God who is the sole creator of life to make it happen. And so sometimes me talking back to myself and reaffirming that for myself and in conversations with other women who are receiving the hope and couples, you know, um, that I realized that, no, this is something that we have to continue um, to share and help other people, help other people with. So what is... I want to thank you all again so much for this discussion today. But before we wrap up, I just have one other one other question to put to you before we pray and close out. What is, you know, one piece of advice that you would give to married couples struggling, you know, through a hard and unexpected experience in their marriage? It doesn't have to be um, um, your unique situation, but just, a, you know, having a, a tough time in their marriage. What piece of advice would you share with a couple? <clears throat> well, I would, I would go ahead and say, um, don't be afraid to seek um, counseling, because I found that even in our relationship, when we had a, you know, a situation where we couldn't agree, mm-hmm. we went and we seek counseling and, you know, we had, you know, it, it really helped. And I think even today, we still implement some of the things we've learned. That was years and years and years later. So, you know, seek counseling, seek advice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel, you know, just, yes. just, just the people out there that can help. And, yeah. and thank you for that. I, I think we underestimate that as well, or it's still that elephant room also, you know. And um, I, again, I just want to thank you both for coming on. I feel like there needs to be a part two to this somehow. <laughs> I probably won't be the host, but we will definitely have you all again. I know I've only scratched the surface. But for our um, for Dr. Taz, can you please share with our listening audience your handles, your social media handles, and where they can find you? The you know the name of your book and where it can be found, so that we can spread the word. Yes, so I am on Instagram. Finally, <laughs> I've had the account believe it or not for three years, but this is the first time I actually post started posting uh, uh, this year, and so right. on Instagram at Dr. Taz. Uh, doctor is spelled all the way out, D-O-C-T-O-R-T-A-Z-Z. And also on Facebook at Dr. Taz. 
And then also my website, uh, drtaz.com. And doctor, again, spelled all the way out, D-O-C-T-O-R-T-A-Z-Z. Okay. And the book, where can they find it? The book. So um, for those that are- Give on, them the name for me, please. What's that? Just the say the name again and where they can find it. Yeah. So the title of the book is The Secrets of Faith in Fertility, An Untold Journey of Faith, Fertility, and Favor. And it is available on Amazon, um, both in ebook format and print. Audiobook is coming. We're working on getting that out very soon. And then also um, for those that are in the Bahamas, it is available at the Logos Bookstore, the Miles E. Monroe Diplomat Center, um, at the Oasis bookstore located there. It is also at the Black Food Shop on East Street and Robinson Road. Um, I know I'm missing something and I apologize. Oh, at the, at the South Bahamas Conference um, Nutrition um, and Book Center there on Tawny Darling Highway and coming soon at Compass Bookstore at University of Bahamas. I did an interview over there and um, it, it may, all, it may, in fact, by the time of this interview, it probably is already on the shelves, <laughs> but yes. So those are, those are locations it can be found at in the Bahamas as well. Oh, and Grand Bahama. I forgot Bellevue, Book, Bellevue Gift and Bookshop. It is also now in Freeport for those who are there because, you know, Homie is from Freeport. So <laughs> <Shut up laughs> they were up. like, when's it coming? I got some people that have sent me messages that heard me on the radio in different places. And they're like, when's it coming? awesome awesome i know because of time constraints we are ending now but oh i love it and may the conversation continue i just want to thank you both again for being here and having this discussion with me i am i was personally blessed and i'm sure that our listening audience was too um i just want to just close us out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We just thank you for how you do things. You do things well. I want to thank you for the life of Dwayne and Dr. Taz. God, I pray that you would continue to bless them, cover them. God, shield them from the wilds of the enemy, even as they continue on this journey to spread hope and bring joy to those that are going through this particular season of be it infertility and just struggling, you know, in marriage. Thank you for them and their wisdom, their life experiences and sharing with us on this platform and may it reach the ears of those that need to hear this message. Father, we thank you and praise you for, for everything you do for us in your destiny. And I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.